Today, the Minister of Public Services, Jean-Yves Duclos, said all federal government contracts with GC Strategies, that's the company at the center of a blistering Auditor General's report about the federal government's Arrive Can app, were suspended on November of 2023 out of caution. Now, the app cost taxpayers about $60 million. Now, that's a price tag that's a lot higher than the initial estimates of about $80,000. But even that $60 million figure is, remember, just an estimate estimate because CBSA, the Canadian Border Services, record-keeping was so poor in this case. It was the main topic of discussion during question period. Uh, today in Ottawa, here is Conservative Party leader Pierre Polyev. Prime Minister's arrive scam is now flailing out of control. Today, revelations from a Joël Denis Bellevance that one arrive scan company received a quarter of a billion dollars in contracts. Let's get this straight. It's a company with four employees headquartered in the basement of a tiny cottage. They got IT contracts even though they admit they do no IT work. A quarter of a billion dollars? WTF. The government rightly did everything it could to keep Canadians safe and uh, and keep them protected. But of course, even in the most uh, trying times, all the rules need to be followed. In this case, the Auditor General has uh, highlighted some very concerning questions that need to be answered. And that's why uh, we're expecting and supporting all relevant authorities uh, to follow up on uh, these irregular contracting and this uh, perhaps breaking of the rules. That is Conservative Party leader Pierre Polyev and, of course, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Joining us now to talk a little bit about ArriveCan and, of course, a potential pharmacare deal uh, with the Liberals is NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. Mr. Singh, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. I was watching Question Period today. Uh, lots of questions, of course, on the ArriveCan app. Uh, your thoughts on this? I'm still a, just befuddled when a uh, you know a, a, an app that was supposed to cost less than six figures, and now we're looking at sixty million dollars. What should be occurring moving forward? Well, well, first of all, this is a very serious scandal, and and it goes deeper than just the ArriveCan app. It looks like the company behind this GC Strategies received over two hundred and fifty million dollars of contracts at the federal level. So that's a big question how they got so much money and the RiveCan app particularly as you pointed out that's a significant sum of money far more than needed to build what what was should have cost a lot less it's an app that no one really uses and it doesn't work and they can't even properly account for where the money is spent this is the role of government to ensure that these types of projects are properly sourced that the proper steps are taken and that the costs are kept within what is reasonable that's why the Auditor General's report that found value for money, that this was not good value for money. And it's another example of the Liberals being out of touch. While people are really squeezing their budgets, and I'm sure you've heard people tell you that they've got to figure out how to pay their rent or their mortgage and buy their groceries, people are feeling squeezed in their budgets to see the government waste $60 million like that is really out of touch and really hurt. Um, some have said, look, uh, we're the height of COVID. There was a lot of pressure to from Canadians who wanted to get across the border uh, for business and to see loved ones. Uh, and that was part of the reasoning why this happened. Do you buy that excuse? Well, I understand that there were significant challenges around COVID, and I think that's a reasonable thing. But it doesn't mean that the proper steps aren't followed. It doesn't mean that we don't have checks and balances in place to see how we're spending our money. There could have been things that we tried initiatives that maybe didn't work or weren't necessary. 
but that doesn't explain the $60 million being spent and really no clear accountability. What makes matters even worse is the price tag and the fact that there's not enough accounting of where all that money went. There's not even clarity around that. So this is an extreme example that is not justified by, yes, very serious times during the pandemic where we didn't know what was exactly going on and then things were happening very rapidly. That doesn't excuse the Liberal government from this mismanagement. And you're, you're in full support of the RCMP looking into this and poking around? Oh, there's no doubt. Every uh, mechanism that we have around accountability should be exhausted. If there is grounds for charges to be laid, that is something that should be explored. It should be about ensuring that Canadians can trust that any wrongdoing is investigated and those that are found responsible are held to account. And this is what we expect. Proper procedures followed, proper investigation after the fact, and we'll be pushing for that. Uh, let's touch on another issue, and that is pharmacare. Uh, and uh, it's been getting some, in, uh, you know, some interest, and people have been following it, of course. But so much of the time has been eaten up by this ArriveCan conversation. Uh, where are we in regards to the pharmacare negotiations between uh, the Liberals uh, and, and your party? So we included in what we forced the government to do a list of number of things. One of the major things you folks know about is dental care. We fought hard to include dental care, mm-hmm. something that the Liberals and Conservatives voted against. Pierre Polyev continues to vote against having dental care for kids and seniors, though he himself has had taxpayer-funded dental care for most of his adult life, but doesn't want, his, doesn't want seniors to get the same thing. Uh, so we forced that through. And one of the things that we also forced in, the, in our negotiation, we forced the Liberals to commit to bringing in legislation to lay the foundation for pharmacare. What we want, basically, is for the seniors that I talk to that tell me they have to choose between buying their groceries or buying medication they need to stay healthy. They have to actually make a serious choice. Do I cut back on my groceries so I can afford my medication, or do I cut back on my medication? A senior should not have to make that choice in our country, and far too many do. So what we proposed is a plan that lays the foundation so that senior does not have to worry about that. What the Liberals want to do is put forward a plan that appeases the big pharma industry as well as big insurance companies. We disagree. We think that that should not be the, that should not be the consideration. It should be about what's in the best interest of everyday folks. So that's our sticking point, and we've been saying, and I said directly to the Prime Minister, we expect you to fulfill your promise, your commitment, by the 1st of March. That's the deadline that we gave. If not, there will be consequences. Uh, and before we get to those consequences, uh, I want to clarify here: Does the government want just a select few categories, or 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 is this just a, a fight over whether or not this is going to be a more robust national drug plan? This is yeah. This is really a fight over what type of plan we want to put down in terms of the foundation. And we have been clear from the beginning that we didn't expect a big sum of money or any money in the budget. We wanted the legal framework to be started. This was recommended by the commission that the government themselves put in motion. That commission under Dr. Hoskins recommended one of the first steps if we wanted to move forward with pharmacare would be to have legislation passed that would create the framework then pharmacare that could actually, the next steps could be taken. So we're following that recommendation that was literally written into the government's own commission report. That's what we've been fighting about. And the government's been dragging their feet on that. They don't want to commit to what all the experts say the best plan is, which is something that covers everybody, and that we use the bulk buying buying power of our country to be able to negotiate the best prices. What they want to do is something that the insurance companies and the pharma companies want, which is fill in the blanks, cover some but not all, 
we have found and evidence have confirmed that this is the most expensive way possible, the least efficient, the least cost effective, and something that is not going to create any savings for provinces or for the federal government. And we think it's the wrong way to go. What do you say to the argument the government's making is that we may not be able to afford this pharmacare program at this moment. The costs are roughly, uh, once fully implemented, would be about $40 billion a year. That is correct, the, the full cost, the initial investment. We're not asking for that. So the Liberals' argument is really, uh, frankly, nonsensical. It's not our request that it has to be the money does not have to be budgeted right now. We're not asking even for the program to be implemented. We're just saying, let's start the ball going forward. Your own government report said to move it down the road. The first step is legislation. Let's start with that. The next step is let's put out a list of what medication would be covered. The next step after that is what would be the bulk purchasing plan? How would we purchase and negotiate these prices for these medications in bulk? That was the plan that we negotiated for, which is what the commission report said would get us down the path to then finally the final step, which would be start negotiating with provinces to move forward. That's what we required, which is a no-money ask. And the Liberals are making this argument that, that uh, it's too costly. Well, we're not actually asking for the money right now, so I don't know how they can make that argument when that does not actually hold up with what we fought for. And to me, I think it's an excuse. Really, in the past nine months, we've got been confirmed. It's on the public record. They met with the Liberal government, met with the pharmaceutical lobbyists, and that's all registered over 150 times in nine months, which is a significant increase over past numbers. So it looks like they've received lots of pressure, and it's that pressure that has discouraged them from moving forward. That's what we think this is about. A uh, final question to you. You said there would be consequences, uh, whether it's PharmaCare or even the RiveCan app. Um, you have a confidence in supply agreement with um, the Liberal minority government. Uh, without you, uh, they would not be able to govern until the end of their mandate in 2025. Um, are you willing to pull your support for uh, the Liberal minority government if this Pharmacare deal isn't signed? Well, we've, we flipped that and said uh, if the Liberals break their promise, they would be breaking the deal. If they break the deal, yeah, then there will not be a deal, and they cannot count on our votes. And we'd go back to a vote-by-vote vote situation, which is what we had in the minority government during the pandemic, where we decided to vote or not to vote with the government based on the votes in front of us. So that's what we've said. If they break their agreement, then the agreement will be broken, meaning there's no more guarantee that we can, that we will uh, support any bill or vote for any motion in Parliament. So the deal is there. The date is there. March 1st is the deadline. And I guess we'll learn uh, in and around that time if uh, uh, the government is able to meet uh, that deadline. Um, Mr. Singh, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much.